Welcome to another In Wheel Time podcast, a 30-minute mini version of the In Wheel Time car show that airs live every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central. Celebrating 10 years of award-winning car talk, you're listening to the In Wheel Time car show, your weekly go-to all things automotive place. Coming up, we talk about the most dangerous roads in America, including two right here in Texas. Nope, we're not going to talk about that today. Not today. Cancel the two roads in Texas. Conrad has the car clinic, and we look at this week's uh, auto news. Howdy, along with Mike out of this world, Mars King, Conrad DeLong. We need more Jeff Zekin. I'm even more Jeff Heitzman, and uh, we're getting ready to uh, open up the line on Facebook to talk about the car show. Yeah, if All you, right. If you, am I on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah if, you, if you got any questions, uh, jump on Facebook and give us a... Uh, post a question up, and we'll uh, either answer it for you or just lie about it. <laughs> but uh, you know, we could be politicians. I want to know about the roads. Well, this, this, well he had to reschedule. <laughs> so let's let's He's talk. He's on the road. So Don, yeah, what, is oh. not with us today. Don, Don is headed off to Mobile, Alabama. By now, I would say he's probably someplace about Baton Rouge or someplace he along there. He hasn't left Bucky's. <laughs> he's still in Bucky's. He's enjoying he's still, the bathroom. He's at still Bucky's. in Bucky's, yeah. So, anyway, so he's going over there and he's going to uh, help Gina with, uh, he's going to participate in the race that's going over there as part of the Gulf Coast. Uh, racing, racing series, series at Mobile International Speedway. Yeah, same yeah. series that happens over here at Houston Motorsports Park. But they haven't had any Except here because of the weather. Out. Because yeah. it keeps raining out. It's terrible. Yeah, it's and they'll be two big races. And they'll be streaming that event tonight online at seven thirty. Yep. yep. And so you can go you, up to. Uh, you might even see Don in live in color. We see oh, him yeah? enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We see him enough. <laughs> yeah. But well, you know, just some local news. You know, uh, Brockman uh, has de- has been deemed competent by an expert panel to stay in trial for a tax fraud case. Uh, three court-appointed experts determined. Well, explain who Brockman yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Billionaire Robert Brockman. Brockman Turner Oldrath? Yeah, Brockman. Yeah. To be competent. Uh, Brockman owns, uh, he's the CEO of a dealer management system vendor called Reynolds and Reynolds. There you go. And he's going to be tried on charges of evading taxes on two billion, with a B, dollars in income and laundered money. So all of those dealers out there have wondered why Reynolds and Reynolds has been so expensive. Expensive, ineffective, and inefficient. That's why. There you go. Um, Because I know a lot of them have dropped rentals and moved on to some other systems that are out there. Um, so, and that is, that's a Houston-based company. Their uh, headquarters is up there off of 290. Hey, right. Mike. But at the moment, they're, they're going to struggle pretty hard. Um, <laughs> Stellantis, is go- Stellantis is going to invest more than $35 billion to electrify its lineup. Dodge cars and Ram vehicles are going to play a major role in that. Uh, the world's number four automaker is projecting more than 40% of its U.S. sales to be electrified by 2030, with new offerings from Dodge and Ram expected to contribute to that figure. Uh, the high-octane Dodge brand is finally stepping into the world of electrification with battery electric muscle cars that are slated to arrive as early as 2024. Dodge trimmed its lineup to three vehicles beginning in 2021, ending the production of the long-running caravan minivan um, uh, and and journey vehicles at the end of 2020. No. Mm -hmm. So while they've 
they've moved to the Pacifica yeah, no, as their as yeah. their uh, uh, <laughs> minivan. The caravans was started. At all. We we had a sport caravan. I bought that thing back whenever we were doing some freelance work uh, because we needed to carry the the camera gear and things like that. that. Yeah. So and and I mean it was a sport and it came from the factory with aluminum wheels. It had the rear spoilers on it. It set a little bit lower. I mean it was a sporty model of it. And, and it worked great. My kids gave me a bad time about, you know, they were up and gone, and now I'm buying a minivan instead yeah. of buying it when they were little at the house. But, yeah. you know, we could go to a car show. You didn't show. want to ride around with no, them No, I didn't. <laughs> Kathy despises them. I did of that. She despises well, them. Oh, I, I love loved them. them. Yeah. I, I've had, we've well, had. it killed my wife on it. She, she, won't, she won't hardly get in one anymore because yeah. we had it 200,000 miles on it. But, you know, uh, we could lift the t- rear gate. Yeah. It gave us shade. It gave us protection from the rain. She could sit there and talk to the wife or the girlfriend or both of them at the same time while I'm over shooting the truck or the you know whatever vehicle was yeah. going on. Oh, I thought you were talking <laughs> yeah, to the wife or the girlfriend. No, 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 at the no. Same time. That that was she took care of that. I was busy working. <laughs> I would get one. I'd put an LS in it, tub it out, oh, put some nice wheels on it. Yeah. If I was going to do that, I think I would get one of the older versions to where I yeah. could put the LS in the middle. Yeah, on the inside. Well, you know, Pontiac did that with the Aztec. <laughs> Is that what that was? Yeah. How many did they sell? No, no, they never sold it, but they did it as a show car. They built an Aztec with an LS7 in it, and I was like, okay, why would we waste our money? Uh, why would General Motors waste their money? And then when I said that, I thought, oh, that's redundant, General Motors and wasting money. Exactly. Yeah. Boy, the military intelligence Tell campaign. us how you really feel about that. <laughs> well, uh, oh, wait, wait, we don't have- a car dealer was sentenced to 60 months in jail for odometer tamping and oh. fraud. A New York judge on Monday sentenced car dealer uh, to 60 months in prison and ordered him to pay nearly $4 million in restitution for tampering with hundreds of vehicle odometers from 2006 through 2011. Shamal Ghali, 48, altered the mileage of an estimated 700 used vehicles he had purchased and then sold them through wholesale auctions in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. So are you saying that that's illegal? That's that's illegal <laughs> in New Jersey, and, and it's it's <laughs> relatively difficult to do anymore. Yeah. You have to have some pretty high tech equipment to uh, disassemble and reassemble you just stuff. Can't, you just and can't go in reverse and, and then, unwind it. And then you got to actually on certain year model cars, you got to go into the PCM and rewrite the PCM. Well, I remember back they, in the they day, track mileage in the PCM. As they well. would they would replace the dash unit, right. and they would have to record that. Um, and there was a sticker you had to put exactly on the doorpost sticker, yep. to, uh, to, to prove it. And, Oops, the sticker fell off. Well, and, and, and in some cases, <laughs> when you replaced the dash unit, you went back to zero, 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 zero. Right. And then you were supposed to put that sticker on the door panel. That didn't and always Like happen. I said, oops, it fell off. So um, Don wanted me to cover another thing. Um, Don wanted me to cover another thing. The Chattanooga Motor <laughs> Car Festival will be returning this year, October 15th through the 17th. The three-day competitive event for authentic, vintage, and historic cars uh, will hold a road rally, a closed street race, and a concours d'elegance located along the historic and picturesque riverfront in downtown Chattanooga, Tennessee. The festival offers car enthusiasts and families alike a chance to show off their prized vehicles connected with collectors and, uh, and, and get a chance to witness some of the most luxurious vintage and classic cars in the world. The Grand Marshal of the festival, Corky Coker, celebrates all things automotive. And you know who he is. That's Coker Tire. Mm-hmm. Who is probably the number one vendor for 
classic and vintage car tires. You know, if you're looking for a specific tire that came on your car, uh, Coker probably sells it. I believe wheels, uh, dabbling in wheels, or is that, am I wrong in assuming that? Or did I see something about that? I think they were, but at I one think, time, yeah, I don't know that they're still doing that. Okay. Applications are currently being accepted for vehicle entries with uh, hard copies available on request. Uh, the applications will close on September 10th of 2021. Uh, so if you have any questions, you can get a hold of us here at info at inwheeltime.com and we'll share the rest of that with you. you but I thought that was pretty interesting. You betcha. That, you know, you got to think Coke are getting involved in something like that. That's a pretty big event yeah. going on. Yeah. Good deal. Um, talked to Mike earlier this week about my favorite pet peeve and I know that You've got a guest lined up for distracted driving coming up in a future show. But I really wanted to get the three of your take on texting and driving. Hate it. Uh, I was on a way home yesterday, and I was in the right lane. Another guy was in the left lane. He held up all the traffic in the left lane because he was texting at the red light. Yeah, but it turned green while he still had his head. And so some of the people had to sit there for two red lights. So my question is, when or should the automakers and the phone makers, for that matter, start putting blocking technology on their devices? I thought of that. Well, I think they are capable of doing it right now. Yeah. The technology is there to do it, Yeah. but I don't think the willingness is. Also, is it... Could it become a safety factor? Say, for instance, if you're blocking the texting, what else does it block on the phone? And say you need to use that phone in an emergency, either in a a collision or maybe you see a collision. So that would be the other thing. The alternative I thought of, and near my street or near the, the main intersection of the road going out of the neighborhood, there are actually eight cameras, two on each pole at this large intersection. Now... That's the the video technology for accidents and for right. you know the, the mail you a ticket for texting. That yeah, stuff that'll too. go over no, like no, a no, turd no. and a punch. What bowl. I'm thinking is, why not put uh, one of, one of these devices that radiates and blocks? Yeah, you know the, the cell phones where you cannot dial for maybe three yeah, three but square if blocks. If you're using hands free, why should you be penalized? That, for I that? use hands free, but I don't and, use the texting. I, well, and I get, really think that that's where that's that's where the compromises are going to come because. And it's going to make it more difficult to do away with it because some of the OEMs have already gone to the hands-free texting. You know, yeah. you have a message. Sync three. Yeah, you push the button and it tells you what the message is. You yeah. want to respond and you verbally respond. So you're not really texting in the traditional sense yeah. of looking down at the keypad. Right. But your mind is texting. That's the problem. But I think that that's where you, they're going to you're going to come up and find out that okay, well here's the compromise, and the compromise isn't the right word. But it's better than saying alternative. Yeah. So so because I don't think nobody's got enough gumption to sit there and say we're going to do away with texting while you're driving. Yeah. Because personal freedoms or right. liberties or we're adults and we can do this. Or not the problem is <laughs> that make that sound like that's bad, Mike. Yeah, well, I mean because adults, whatever, we're people and and we do stupid things. If somebody gives us the tools to do it with, right. somebody's going to do it. Right. So so if you go to Try and block the cell phone. Mm-hmm. You can't just block the texting. No, you have to block the whole phone. You can block the whole phone. And then what does that interrupt on the vehicle? Well, well somebody runs that red light, 
and pops you in the yeah. middle of that intersection, yeah. and you're now in the that's dead zone. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Or uh, you live on that corner house, and the <laughs> office in that corner well, no, house this, is in that dead yeah, zone the, as well. Well, I would say apartments probably. Would, whatever. Yeah, whatever's around there. Yeah. But they also, you know, the thing that you talk about texting and, and driving, uh, if you do get in a collision by someone that's texting and driving, what liabilities does that phone company have yep. or that person being on that phone texting? While First driving? thing you got to do is prove that they were doing it. Yeah. Well, in court, it would have to be in court and you would have to pull that phone record. Well, you'd, you got to have to get a court order to do right. that. Yeah. And well, if you're going to go to court, your lawyer should be able to do that. And to talk about what you were talking about, about having an accident in that that dead zone. Well, bad and bad, yeah, and now bad wording for yeah. the accident. OnStar uses cellular service to communicate yeah. about accidents. And, and are we would... setting up an OnStar uh, interview yes. here in the future? Yes, so I we're think gonna... uh, on the 24th, actually. Yeah, so we're going to have uh, an OnStar representative because now OnStar is actually going beyond what's in your car. And now you can get an OnStar subscription on your phone, and they will use the decelerometers in your phone yep. to determine whether or not your vehicle was in an accident to contact you or to dispatch help. So it's, it's really getting... So they could tell, like if you're on a motorcycle. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it's going to be on a phone. It's going to be a phone. Yeah. What about a skateboard? So if I'm out there busting my butt on a skateboard. Well, I, I want to see you yeah, on a skateboard, yeah, yeah. Mike. It's been a while, but I've, I can do it. Did or you could really? do it. Did yes. you really? Yeah, but your skateboard was like the, the old soapbox with the little handle like the guys. <laughs> no, the no. We, we took the roller skates <laughs> apart, and we bolted this roller skates to the bottom of the yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a two-by-four built go-kart. So it sounds well, like. one of those two. It sounds like my pet peeve is going to stay a pet peeve for, for a I, while. I just honk. Well, yeah, but yeah. any more in Houston, that might get you shot. Yeah, was, you know what, it, it, Kathy and I had a discussion yesterday. You know, I was I was trying to point out something uh, across the road, and it was whatever it was. And you were waving a finger. Around. No, I was, you know, you just point naturally. Like, hey, look at that! And you know, don't point. Da da da. You yeah, you get shot. Exactly. I, I don't. I don't really know, Jeff. I, I think. Yeah. When I was I was in uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico, several years ago, and they were really cracking down on. Cell phones, period. If you, if the policeman saw you holding the cell phone in your hand and he thought you were texting, talking, anything, he could pull you over and write a ticket. Yeah. And California is the same thing. Yeah. They did enough of it that it got people's attention. And uh, well, something got, like that may be the solution. You've got it in school zones. When the schools are open, you know, no texting in this area, the three-block area. It's not supposed to be a cell phone use at all. Exactly. And it's, people still do it. Yeah. Well, I understand. There, and there's not enough well, police people nowadays to take personal it. responsibility for their own actions and they're too busy blaming somebody else yeah. Yeah. or something uh, that's else. a different show. Uh, do I do <laughs> I talk on the phone on the phone? Um, yeah, but I've got hands free. I've I had hands free on on all of my vehicles for some time. Mm -hmm. so. And and it's still a distraction. Yeah, I, it, I understand that, but much. it's not like you're sitting here looking at a Right. Well, back Focusing. back when we went to back when I went to driver's ed, I don't know about you all, but some of the things they taught you in driving That's when you Ed was giving the the instruction too, wasn't it? Who? It was driver's ed. Driver's was, education. All, no, just ed because driver's it was ed. just one or two cars out there. Yeah, was, but the, the point I'm trying to make, Conrad. <laughs> <laughs> you have both hands on a wheel at 10 and 2. If you take one hand off the wheel, either one, you lose 25% of your control. Yeah, exactly. So if you lost 25% of your control at, at the beginning and you're using that phone and you take your other hand off and you're driving with your knee, it's just awful. Yeah, but if you don't drive with your knee, how can you eat? And put your makeup on. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> got to remember, Rush Limbaugh used to call that farting. Farting. Fart, putting yeah. makeup on in the car. F-A-R-D-I-N-G is yeah. putting your makeup on when F-A-R-D-I-N-G, you're in the car. F-A-R-D-I-N-G, yeah. And, and Mars needs that makeup. Don, Don, Particularly on mornings like this one. Don does it before he gets in the car. Um, because he has his own makeup team that shows up here every morning yeah. to make him pretty. I think they get here at like 4.30 in the morning, and he doesn't get out of I don't the know. chair. Well, Jeff was they, here they, they weren't here this morning. Yeah. They were not here this morning. They're I can, off I can yeah, tell I, you I, that. I saw him this morning, no, and he was no, not. No, no, they didn't show up today. No, it was their day uh, off. Uh, and he was running late, and it was their day <laughs> off, and no, it was ugly. He did have an in-wheel time uh, bathrobe on. I saw that. So did Yeah, you I meant hit- to ask how he ended up with that. <laughs> That's the shoes. I want to know about the little fuzzy slippers with a logo on it that really caught my attention. So did you hear Car and Driver magazine named um, the Mustang Mach-E as the best EV of the year? Hmm. <clears throat> Doesn't surprise. It's a new award, and Mach-E outperformed out, uh, uh, the Tesla brands as well, which I was quite surprised because I think Tesla kind and of And that was Car and Driver, you said? Car and Driver magazine. Oh. So, so the first time they've uh, offered that award. Pretty interesting. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's more and more of the EVs coming. I'm, right now, my, my vehicle this week that I'm driving is the uh, E-Bolt EV. And it's oh. bolted to Port Arthur. And it's, yes, it is. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, the, uh, I got caught up in Don's range anxiety. Oh, boy. Kind of, sort of. Oh, only. boy. I put it down on paper, and it didn't work. You know, it's, yeah, I, I understand. I've driven it enough already to understand that it's got 227-mile range on the at max, you know, at most efficiency. And I could see running around town, 25-mile, 30-mile trips all day long, and uh, runs really good. I mean, it'll, you know. It's quiet. It's quiet, but it'll also break the tires loose. Really? I was impressed. But anyway, it'll, um, <laughs> but, it, but he's driving. But it, now to take it on a 228-mile trip, or two, uh, it's 218 miles from my house here and back, I, that was pressing a little bit for yeah. me. And uh, plugging it in and charging it, I plugged it in for three hours, and I got three miles added oh, wow. to it. Wow. You know, but now that's max but it was capacity. pretty close to full charge. Yeah, though. and it doesn't charge as much that. But my, my question was, I was a little concerned if I drove it over here, particularly driving it in the rain and stuff this morning, how much extra juice it would use and plug it in, how fast would I charge? Would it get me another 50 or 60 miles? In six hours to get back home. Yeah. And, and uh, I've got some commitments this afternoon. I can't hang around here for three or four hours charging batteries. Out, a little range anxiety. So, you know, I just yeah, got just in my the... Ram truck and hooked them. Well, and Ram truck is going to have an EV here uh, pretty soon. I don't know if it's going to be 2024, but I know the Ram and Stellantis is talking about it. I, th- I think it is 2024. They're planning to launch a battery electric full-size truck. And I, I would be interested in seeing that. The full-size truck is what I drive. That's what I like. And uh, I'm seeing some of the guys that have got the Fords. They're they're liking it real well. Yeah, my, my take on that is each one of them, the Ford, the Chevrolet, the Tundra, and uh, uh, Dodge, each one has its own spark for me. Each one has something in it that I like. Yeah. Collectively, yes. One individual, I don't know. Probably mm-hmm. leaning toward a I Ford. I like my Hemi engine, but I could live without it if I've got everything else that my full-size truck gives me that I want. Aren't they going to put an aluminum bed on it like Ford? I have no idea. Not the grandma, huh? So make a prediction for me, guys. What year? 1922. Will, <laughs> what, <laughs> what year will the last 
gas-powered automobile roll off the assembly line? I'll be dead and gone. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I'll yeah. say it'd be... 2050, 2070? 2050, 2060, yeah, I, I would say Before that, the end of this century. Far, uh, 2053, and it'll be in August. On a Tuesday. <laughs> on a Tuesday. <laughs> the now second I, Tuesday of the week. Yeah. Isn't that what Wimpy said? <laughs> yeah. 2050 is not that far away. Guys, uh, it's, it's, for me it is. Yeah, basically, it's thirty. <laughs> Worms years. will be eating me by then. Yeah, thirty years. I'll be in know, a jar. Uh, it'll be kind of won't be my issue, obviously, but um, I do think that they're they're really pushing this. And I've, one thing I've always questioned, and I've talked to some people on some of the forums online and stuff. This isn't a consumer-driven issue. They can say all they want. The yeah. people are buying these. Yeah, people are buying them, but they're, they're not the they're not buying them. Enforcing the market to make more of them, okay. like the traditional market is. Okay. You know, they're not trying to meet demand. They're, this is all basically speculation. Uh, uh, government speculation, incentivized, though, government incentivized. You know, Seventy five hundred. Part of its credit. research yeah. to get to where they want to be and to right. have a three or four five hundred mile vehicle that's electric. You got to do some research. Yeah. So you're going to have to develop some things. You're going to have to put it out there in the marketplace and let it drive, let people see how it and get feedback on yeah. it. But there's still a lot of questions out there that nobody wants to talk about. What do you do with the old batteries? Yeah. What do you do with the old cars? I mean, there's just some. I mean, I'm real curious to see how the pre-owned market's going to treat a five, six, seven-year-old electric vehicle, pure electric vehicle. What you do is you take one that's obsolete or in an electric vehicle put an graveyard, and you do that. You tub and, it and out, it, put an LS in it. And if yeah. it's a Tesla, you just made it slower. Well, the Tesla P100D is faster than an LS. Well. The, the, to that point, yes. But what, what are you going to do with it once it's junk? Do you put well, another it, battery yeah, in it? Do you it, put it, another motor point, in it? And then that's the and other how question. How much does it cost? At what point does it become junk? Because battery it's cost are, efficient. Cartridge replaceable. Well, they are uh, to a point that uh, if, it, if it's not too old. And then if it doesn't cost too much, at what point do you sit there and say, well, this car's not. It's just like any other car, like a, a regular gasoline engine. Vehicle, if sit there and say this is cars worth three thousand dollars and it needs five thousand dollars worth of repair, it's junk. Yeah, and well, this then, electric vehicle is going to be the same way. What are you going to do with it? And how do you dispose of and it? And do you want exactly to make, it, make it back into an electric car? Or do you want to make it something different? And that was my point, Conrad. Well, I understand, but the, but the point is, you got this electric car. You got to do something with it. You can't go put it in the salvage yard. Nope. I mean, there's there's some hazards there with dealing with that. Right. Mm -hmm. That nobody's really addressed that I've seen. Lots of unanswered questions yep. as we move forward. I was going to say, did that answer your question? Yeah. Well, it's time now for the car clinic, so Conrad, take it away. Freon has changed significantly over the last couple of years. Do they call it Freon now still? No, I, I call it Freon because people too. know what it is. You got to remember when it was Freon, it was R12, and that would have been back 60s, 70s, 80s. Um, and then it changed uh, R134A, which mm -hmm. was 86-ish uh, to current uh, and now it's 1234YF. Uh, as of January 1st, 2021, the United States Environmental Protection Agency has mandated that all passenger vehicles and light-duty trucks coming off the assembly lines must utilize R1234YF in their uh, AC systems. The European Union forced that change over January 1st of last year. However, many OE OEMs have already begun using 
uh, R1234YF several years ago. Cadillac switched over in 2015, which means the majority of late model vehicles coming into service will contain the new refrigerant in it instead of the R134A. The change has everything to do with increasing concerns about environmental impact of these refrigerants. you got to remember R12 was claimed to create holes in the ozone, and then R134A uh, was adopted because it didn't contribute to the ozone depletion. We thought that problem solved it. Years later, it was concluded that many man-made gases were contributing to global warming, uh, and R134A was one of those that contributed to it. So in the search for a friendly ozone layer uh, compliant refrigerant, they developed this R1234YF that's supposed to solve the problem. The, the big issue with that is the new systems with this new refrigerant have extremely small capacities. you got to remember, you know, in the 70s, like my rally, it takes four pounds of refrigerant yeah. to cool that car. But back then, Today's it was Today's vehicle is less than a pound of refrigerant to cool, to cool with the 1234YF. Cost effectiveness? Well, not well. Back then, you know, R12 was a buck a can, yeah. two bucks a can. Now you yeah. can still find it. It's about 25 bucks a can. You're talking about some of this stuff is going to be, you know, $100 Hundreds, a pound yeah. uh, to, to recharge your car. Um, but it also means that technicians need to take charge care not to overcharge a system. Uh, many OEMs used to recommend servicing the system every three years that, with a little bit of a top-off because there was some leakage. Uh, that's not the case anymore. Newer systems are required. Uh, new, the new refrigerant requires new, new equipment to service them. So the refrigerant recovery machines must comply with the latest standards and be specific to R134A R12, because there's still some of that out there. 1234 YF, yeah. YF. So they're going to have to have this new $6,000 machine to manage the, the newest refrigerant. The other thing is um, the new R1234YF, they have double sealed everything. So there's two O rings in there. There's such a low amount of refrigerant in it, anything that leaks out will be a problem and affect the performance of the air conditioning system. So all the manufacturers are double O-ring them. Leak in, leaks in this new system are pretty rare and, and far far between. Do they still have orifice tubes? Uh, no, they've gone. They've got, no, they, they've, um, uh, no. Uh, they, they're doing it a different way just yeah. because there's so little refrigerant in it. The other thing is dyes and sealants are considered contaminants in this new refrigerant. So the old check for a leak with the yeah. uh, black light dye yeah. doesn't work mm -hmm. because the dye will create a corrosive issue inside the refrigerator. So you've got to get a whole new sniffer and everything. Correct. Yeah. For the 1234YF. So uh, different refrigerant oils also require are required if you're in an HE or an e HEV or an EV vehicle because the refrigerant oil can't be conductive. So you want to make sure that whoever you're going to to service and maintain your car know what they're doing and they have the <laughs> right equipment. Because if they put the ref wrong refrigerant in your car, all of a sudden your air conditioning system becomes conductive mm. and now you've, you have you know, bigger problems than you had before. So again, it's just a matter of make sure your, your shop's certified in what they're doing and they know and they have the uh, correct equipment to do it. We'll be right back to wrap up right after this break. 
We all know about aftermarket and online parts stores, and each one has something to offer, but they don't offer original factory parts. That's where Bayway comes in. For original factory parts, visit the Bayway stores first. Give them a call or stop by. Bayway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Bayway Chevy, and Bayway Lincoln carry a complete line of parts for the do-it-yourselfer. Keeping your newer classic original means a lot, and you can count on these fully stocked parts departments to help keep it that way. Bayway Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, Bayway Chevy, and Bayway Lincoln, keeping it original. Tailpipes and Tacos, Houston's premier monthly car cruise-in returns Saturday, July 17th at two Loopy Tortilla Mexican restaurants in Katy and inside the loop on the Southwest Freeway near Kirby. Tailpipes and Tacos is free and everyone's invited. You'll see collector cars, hot rods, customs, magnificent originals and resto mods at two locations. Cars from all over Southeast Texas cruise in and show off in a friends and family event at the Loopy Tortilla Mexican Restaurant on the Grand Parkway at Kingsland Boulevard just south of I-10 and Katy and inside the loop on the Southwest Freeway near Kirby. Drag racer, car enthusiast, and Loopy founder Stan Holt brings you Houston's hottest cruise in. Tailpipes and tacos inside the loop on the Southwest Freeway in Kirby and in Katy on the Grand Parkway just south of I-10 where you'll see the In Real Time Car Show. Get your ride ready, and we'll see you at the Tailpipes and Tacos Saturday morning cruise-in, July 17th, 8 to 11 a.m., weather permitting. You see all the new ceramic car wash cleaners on TV now, but John Gray at Gulf Coast Auto Shield has been using ceramic coatings on Houston's most expensive cars for years, and he'll tell you that nothing beats the real thing. Gulf Coast Auto Shield installs a coating over your paint that actually comes with a warranty. If you just picked up your Lambo, your Aston Martin, Porsche, Ferrari, any other exotic car, chances are your car will have company that have already found Gulf Coast Auto Shield. Now, you don't have to own an exotic. Maybe you got a truck, an SUV, or even an older vehicle that needs a little love. Well, let John Gray give it a look and give you an estimate on refurbishing that paint and making your vehicle look new again. How about getting a gift certificate for the wife's birthday or anniversary from Gulf Coast Auto Shield and tell her, honey, I know you love your car, so why don't we get it looking new again? It'll be the best gift ever, one that she'll never forget. Get hold of John Gray at gcautoshield.com or give him a call, 832-264-0670. Gulf Coast Auto Shield. Well, that's going to do it. For this episode of In Wheel Time, hey, 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 before what? you do that, I what? want to thank you for uh, substituting me oh, hey, thanks. for Don. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. It was fun. Hope to do it again sometime. When you're on Facebook, please give us a like. Tell your friends about us. Share our junk, and you'll get Conrad's unicorn hunting features along with all other things automotive all week long. The In Wheel Time Car Show streams on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and InWheelTime.com. Podcasts are available from your favorite podcast outlet. Special thanks to our guests today. The in-wheel time chief engineer is the fabulous David Mainsley. Our marketing manager and video technical director is the We Need More Jeff Zekin. For booking agent and podcast man Mike out of this world, Mars, and his royalty, King Conrad along. I'm Jeff Heitzman. Don will be back next week as we what? go to tailpipes and tacos at the Loopy. He's Tor- coming back? Yes, he's coming back. Be sure and join us every Saturday for a three-hour live broadcast across a multitude of audio and video streaming platforms right here on the Smoke and Mirrors Network. Today's show was produced by Doug Ross and not Harry Schultz. Next Saturday, you'll <laughs> want to listen to our show from Tailpipes and Tacos at the Loopy Tortilla Tex-Mex Restaurant, 8 to 11 a.m. And you can uh, hear or possibly see Don tonight at the Gulf Coast Racing Series from Mobile, Alabama International Raceway online tonight beginning at 7.30. Have a good week, everybody. 
That's it for this podcast episode of the In Wheel Time Car Show. I'm Don Armstrong, inviting you to join us for our live show every Saturday morning, 8 to 11 a.m. Central on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and our InWheelTime.com website. Podcasts are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeart Podcast, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Music. Keep listening, and we'll see you soon.